Welcome, friends, to the Star City Podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Smith. Today we have with us a very special guest and a personal friend of mine and two others in our church. Her name is Sonia Waters. She is an Israeli citizen, a Messianic Jewess, an historian who graduated at Cambridge University in England, a professional teacher, international speaker, a tour guide with Israel, and also now an author. And she's our personal friend. We are looking forward to having her as our continued guest for a number of special podcast programs today and in the weeks to come as Sonia will be helping us to learn about the Bible, the state of Israel, and what is happening worldwide as biblical prophecy concerning the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to unfold right here before our very eyes. Now today we're going to be talking about, Sonia, a very interesting and exciting subject. We're going to be talking about the third temple in Jerusalem. But just so people have a little perspective on this subject, tell us a little bit about the first two temples. Uh, Yes, shalom everybody. So uh, the first temple was actually built by Solomon uh, in Mount Moriah. And uh, that was actually from 970 to 586 BC. That's what we historians call it, the first temple period. Uh, And after that, the temple was destroyed by Nabucodonosor in 586 BC. And then the second temple was built in 516 BC. And this is fascinating because the prophet Jeremiah said to the people, uh, he prophesied the destruction of the first temple, and he said to the people, in 70 years God will restore your fortune. And literally 70 years after the destruction Mm. of the first temple, the second temple, the first second temple is actually constructed in 516 BC. Uh, This temple, this first second temple is actually Serubabel's temple. Uh, It was half the size, I would say, of Solomon's temple. Uh, When people actually see Serubabel's temple, they're crying their eyes out because they can't believe how little and insignificant that temple was. Uh, And therefore, when Herod the Great, who was not so great, uh, came to become the became the king of Israel, uh, he actually decided to rebuild a temple, make it bigger and better. And this is Herod's temple, what we call second, second temple. Why do we have a first, second temple and a second, second temple? It's because it wasn't destroyed by war or by fire, but it was replaced. Yeah. Mm. So then Herod come, builds the second, second temple. That is the temple that Yeshua was in which was eventually destroyed in 70 AD. So when we see stories of Christ in the, in, uh, on television or film, the temple that you see um, associated with those films is Herod's temple, Herod's temple. not Zerubbabel's exactly, temple. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so you have that Zerubbabel's temple started in 516 BC, and Herod's temple was destroyed in 70 AD. So that period of time of about 600 years, we historians call it the second temple period, yeah? Uh, Even though there were two temples 
but one is called the first second temple and the other one second second temple. So Herod's temple was not just the temple, though. He built a large temple mount complex, didn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. You see, the temple where uh, Solomon put uh, on Mount Moriah, or Moriah, I don't know how you say it exactly, Moriah, I Uh think it is, and... um, uh, he wanted to make it bigger and better. So first of all, he actually makes a platform. He makes the largest platform on the face of the earth at the time. Wow. Yeah. And this is what we call this platform. We call it the Temple Mount. Mm. Yeah. Underneath that platform is Mount Moria. Yeah. Uh, now, he wanted to destroy, first of all, Zerubbabel's temple so he can build the other temple exactly in the same place. But the rabbis of the time, they said, no way, Jose, you're not going to touch Zerubbabel's temple until you actually build the other temple first. So what did Herod the Great had to do? He had to put, he had to make his temple double the side the size of Zerubbabel's temple. He actually built it around Zerubbabel's temple, okay? Isn't that interesting? Double the size, put the roof on, almost finish it, and then they took Zerubbabel's temple from inside out. So the new temple was so big, it actually enclosed Zerubbabel's temple. Yes, sir. And only then did the rabbis allow them to disassemble Yes. Zerubbabel's temple because of the new temple. Exactly. Place. Exactly. Fascinating. Uh, Herod's temple was magnificent. It was full of gold and silver uh, covered in, in, in this stuff and, and uh, ornaments in, in gold and silver. It was magnificent. What do you think and, was his motive? Uh, here you have a pagan. He's not, he's not a Jew. Okay, he's only he's a Jew he's by a, name, but pagan in reality. His yeah. practice is paganism. Yes, sir. Uh, was he trying to just incur the favor of the Jews so that the Romans would see what a a a wonderful ruler he was, or what was his motivation? Uh, he he was trying to be good to everybody. He mm-hmm. was trying to. Uh, I mean, to the Romans, he built temples for the Romans, for all the Caesars. You remember they used to worship their Caesars, and, and he built temple for them as well. He built temple for Aphrodite in Caesarea. Right. And he also wanted to build a temple for the Jews. So for him, all the gods were the same thing, you know. As long as you worship them, you need to worship them, all of them, according to him. Uh, otherwise, you might... Uh, get the wrath of the gods, yeah? So he was a polytheist. He believed in many gods. Um, And um, the Herods were just because there was more than one ruler with the title of Herod. Yes. Um, They were not very nice people, were they? No. Uh, Herod the Great, who was not so great, he actually was the one that murdered the innocents. You remember Mm -hmm. when Yeshua was actually... Uh, born, he was the one. He was he was the one that started the Herodian dynasty. He went from seventy. He was born seventy three, seventy four BC, and died in four BC. And then after him came his sons, uh, Herod Antipas, Herod Philip, 
and uh, Archelaus, who were actually the ones that inherited the kingdom after his father. So these were the Herodian dynasty. Mm. Well, what a magnificent structure was built when it was finally completed. It took many, many years for yes, its construction. Sir. And um, there was a particular book of the Bible that is, or, uh, when you organize it chronologically, then there's a lot to say about the temple and why the third temple is so important. Uh, yes. It's it's the book of Ezekiel. Uh, walk us through yes. uh, the book yes. of Ezekiel as it pertains to uh, the third temple and the other things that are a part that lead up to the third temple. Okay, so uh, what we can actually see is that the book of Ezekiel is organized chronologically. Mm-hmm. And because it's organized chronologically, it's actually giving us details of the last days of this earth. And the third temple is actually part of that chronology. And I would like you to start in Ezekiel 36. I'm just going to run through, of course, later on, uh, you can actually go and read it yourself so that you can actually see this chronology yourself. But you can see, for example, that in Ezekiel 36, 8, he's talking, uh, God is talking and saying his blessing uh, the land because his people are about to come. And uh, fascinating because the Jewish people started to come back to the promised land at the end of the 1800s, beginning of the 1900s. So we can already see a chronology. Yeah, people are about to come, so God blesses the land. Before, the land was in a devastated condition And as soon as the Jewish people came back to the land, they started working the land and making it beautiful, yeah? Today it's like the Garden of Eden, really. Um, So here we have this, the beginning of the chronology. And Ezekiel 37 is talking to us the valley of the dry bones. And for us, for our understanding for Messianic Jews, and this is actually referring to the Holocaust and the murder of the house of Israel, yeah? of some members of the House of Israel. Mm-hmm. So we're actually looking at the Holocaust. And and the Holocaust uh, went from 1939 to 1945 for the duration of the Second World War. So mm. you have... So you have then the beginning of the 1800s, 1900s, when the Jewish people come back to the land. Then you have the Holocaust, 1939 to 1945. And then in Ezekiel 37 also talks about the restoration of the nation of Israel. And that happened the 14th of May, 1948. Right after World War II. After the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. So you can see how this is actually going chronologically. And then he's talking about Ezekiel 38 and 39. This is actually about the war of Gog and Magog. Uh, And it's a fascinating study that I did on this. And then after the war of Gog and Magog comes the third temple. Mm. Uh, During the Gog of of Gog and Magog, God says uh, in Ezekiel 38 verse 8, he says that in the latter years... This is happening, mm. yeah? So we, when we see the temple, when we see the war of Gog and Magog, and we see the temple, we know that we know that we know we are 
in the latter years. Yes, it's just and like it, the Hebrew it, prophets who prophesied yes, this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This, this prophecy in the book of Ezekiel is 2,500 years ago. Mm. And now we see it being fulfilled. And this just shows you how magnificent God is. How amazing that he have the, the future of our lives in, in his hands. He knows what's going to happen way thousands of years before. This is only God that can do something like this. Yeah. So the study of biblical prophecy and in, in what God has done already in the fulfillment of prophecy and what God is doing. Yes. to fulfill prophecy, yes. is a tremendous encouragement for anyone that has faith in God that the Lord is at work. He is bringing about his redemptive plan. He is not forsaking Israel, and he is moving things together historically, chronologically, to bring to that wonderful moment when Jesus Christ returns to earth again. Amen. Wow. Well, what would you say about uh, to someone about, and we'll talk about it on our next episode, a little bit more detail about the third temple. But Mm -hmm. again, what word of encouragement would you give to someone uh, about why this is important, why it's so exciting for you? And I think you just told us a minute ago, didn't you? (laughs) You can see the word being fulfilled before our eyes. And this is what's so fascinating. Word for word, the faithfulness of Scripture, the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness that He knows what's going to happen, and we need to trust Him with it. Amen. God's Word is alive, and God is alive, and uh, how exciting it is to see these things falling into place. Well, once again, our time is already gone today. I want to thank you for joining us for the Star City Podcast. And be sure to check out Sonia's teachings on Facebook, YouTube, and also get a copy of her book, Contested Ownership of Israel. It will be a blessing and help to you. It's available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook. And now until we get together again, I'm Brian Smith, hoping you'll see the goodness of God by His grace and for His glory in your life today.